The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Wimbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. title reign didn't begin by dousing the flames of the hottest lightweight on the planet. Islam Akashev submits Charles Oliveira to win the title! The eye of the champion was there from the very start, physically imposing his will. He has one goal in mind, and that is to obliterate his opponent. Reflecting the giants who stood before him, forever building like a massive Russian storm front. That's gonna do it! Wow! Islam Akashev! Until finally, through the debris and devastation of 11 straight victories, he stands alone. All my life, I trained for this belt. My dream now is become number one pound-to-pound king. When cage is closed, nobody can help him. Tonight, as the UFC heads down under to sunny Perth, Western Australia, the partisans are gathered for an overthrow. For the only man on a longer, more dominant winning streak in the UFC just happens to be the greatest Australian champion of all time. Twelve straight victories, undefeated in the UFC. That's it. Alexander the Great! Coming up from featherweight to make history, to become a two-division champion in a colossal world lightweight championship super fight of the ages. Because to be great, you've got to get through the great. This is going to be the defining year of my legacy. I'm going to start it off with a bang at UFC 284. First, the interim 145-pound title is on the line as two thriving contenders clash head-on, featuring the king of the memorable finish, Mexico's own El Pantera, who snatches victory from the jaws of defeat. Oh! It was an elbow! Oh my God! And consciousness from his foes in the blink of an eye. Can the dazzling Latino striker break through against a surging challenger on a five-fight win streak? A man who has stood in with the very best. Punish them. Drop them in their tracks. Oh! One and done! An elusive fighter whose inner dog simply won't be denied. Two titles are on the line. And Australia is rocking. For tonight, history will be made. Legacies will be defined. It's champion versus champion. And the world's pound-for-pound greatest will get his hand raised. Live from the sold-out RAC Arena in Perth, Western Australia, it's UFC 284. Makhachev versus Volkanovski, and it starts... Right now. 
You have to love those cold opens. I just want to watch the fight right now. Huge main event tonight in the UFC. You are, of course, listening to The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow my Twitter accounts. I am, of course, the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Make sure you check out my content, the EPL shows, Scamessa Italia, BetMUFC, and the Champions League show as well. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow my other Twitter account, LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is a Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That is my premium pay service where I have delivered an incredible 116 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means I'm four months away on my service being able to say I haven't had a single losing month in a decade. And this is all transparent and tracked on spreadsheets and verified by members. So if you're interested, head over to LockBetting.com and sign up for the service. I also use the same handle for our TikTok account. So it's at LockBetting.com for the TikTok and uh, just LockBetting for the Instagram. The TikTok is great because what it does is we put up 30 to 45 second videos, very, very short digestible videos, looking at key data from sporting events. So we may analyze a vital soccer match. We may analyze a UFC fight. We may analyze a tennis tournament. We may look at the Super Bowl this weekend. And we just put up 30 to 45 seconds of relevant data, helping you make your picks. So it is a key tool for betters. So make sure you check out that TikTok account at LockBetting.com. So moving on with this edition of the Fight Show and tonight's UFC card, it is UFC 284 on pay-per-view and we have a monster main event. Now, what's most crazy about it is the fact that Volkanovski was seen as somebody who was absolutely unbeatable and obviously that makes sense given the fact that he's undefeated in his last 12 fights. Yet, without any regression, without any significant damage or any significant defeat or any kind of injury or layoff, suddenly he is seen as a massive underdog, nothing to do with anything that's happened to him or his career, as I just mentioned, but just because Islam Makachev here is seen as such an incredible force, it has pushed Volkanovsky to the underdog position, and he is in fact a significant underdog tonight in this fight. Islam Makachev is available here at 1-4, minus 400 to get the win and to unify these belts with Alexander Volkanovsky seen as the 3-1 to one plus 300 underdog to get his hand raised tonight. The method of victory market sees Makachev at 9-2 via TKO KO, 11-8 to get it done via submission and 5-2 to two to get it done on the scorecards in this five-round fight. Alexander Volkanovsky is at 8-1 to one via TKO KO. He's 20-1 to one to find a submission and it's 6-1 to one that he will grind out a decision. The over-under markets here uh, will go for the under 2.5 to start it from. Under 2.5 is at 11-10 with the over 2.5 at 4-6. to six. Under 3.5 is the slight favourite at 8-11 to 11 with the over 3.5 at even. Under four and a half is at four to seven with the over four and a half at five to four. 
Fight to go the distance, yes, six to four plus 150. Fight to go the distance, no, is available at eight to 15. So is this fair? Is it fair that such an invincible fighter who I've never seen lose is 12-0 in the UFC and actually on a 22-fight winning streak is now suddenly the underdog here in this fight? I don't think it is. I don't think it um, it's justified here. Obviously, it would make sense for Makachev to be the, the favourite, but the one to four favourite, I see absolutely no value in that. And um, all the value for me shifts over to Volkanovski. As I said, I've never seen Volkanovski lose. Now, Makachev is definitely made the who is he fought argument more redundant after what he did to Charles Oliveira, because that was what people were saying going into that fight. However, I still feel that he's too short. One to four is too short. I'm not saying that Makachev won't win. I'm looking at this from a betting perspective. And do you really want to be taking minus 400 here on Makachev to, to get it done? And even in a method of victory market, when you're looking at him getting this done by submission, is he going to sub Volkanovski? Is the decision market appealing when you saw what he did to Charles Oliveira? There's just, there's just no real bet here that you can take on Makachev if you're being a, a sensible sports better. If you want to have an investment in this fight, I would consider having a small sprinkle on Volkanovski because when you look at the two CVs, yes, the argument of he hasn't beat anyone is redundant by what he did to Charles Oliveira. However, I still feel that Volkanovski has risen to the occasion against the cream of the crop, albeit in a more shallow division than it has been in the past. But ultimately, you can only beat what's in front of you. I think here Volkanovski poses a very different threat for um, for Makachev. And he could struggle with this and he could find it more difficult or he could pass the test easily and just smother the shit out of the smaller fighter here for the entire fight. I think there's an equal chance of either. And given Volkanovski's mobility, intelligence and tenacity, um, I think he could probably overcome what can sometimes be a sleepy offense from Makachev. So I feel that Volkanovski, if he wins this fight, it would be via decision. And I don't think it would be the most entertaining fight in the world, I think it would be Volkanovski looking to come out here and frustrate Makachev, not letting him get hold of him, keeping the distance, just being a little bit more active, moving around and trying to grind out these rounds, trying to last the full 25 minutes on route to a victory. I think that's his only route to victory. But for me, it's not that far-fetched. And getting him here at plus 300 does offer up some serious value. If I was to take Volkanovski, I wouldn't even take the minus 300. I'd be looking at the plus 600 for him to get it done via a decision. He comes into this one, as I said, 12 wins in a UFC, a 22-fight win streak, and eight of his 12 UFC performances were actually won via a decision. So if you are looking to to take Makachev and you are looking to add him into your parlays or whatnot, because that's really the only way you can bet this, the hedge that you may be looking at against him would be for Volkanovski to get it done via decision. That would be his only method to victory. And I think that would be the only bet, the only single bet that I could do here, because there's, there's lots 
lots of ways for Makachev to win this, not necessarily via TKO, KO, but he could get hold of Volkanovski, smother him, and eventually find a submission. Or he could do that for the full 25 minutes and get this done via a decision. If your book does carry a double chance option, Makachev via submission or decision is the way to go. At least that brings it down from 1 to 4, minus 400, to 1 to 2, minus 200. A far more bettable selection. I'm all for that because that's actually how I do see the fight playing out. Makachev is my pick to win this, but I just think the line is very, very insulting. I think it's too short. And I think Volkanovski via decision at plus 600 or even bigger in some places, it's definitely worth a sprinkle here in this one. Before we move on to looking at some of these other fights, let me take a quick time out here to tell you guys about Wimbet. Wimbet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Wimbet is active in a bunch of states and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka Wimbet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here and Wimbet has you covered. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Wimbet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpockets.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that. sportsgallonpockets.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Now, this offer subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present. Estate where paid free winbet is available. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also tell you guys about Big Game Bingo. Make sure you sign up to Big Game Bingo on the SGPN app and get your own Big Game Bingo card full of your favorite Big Game prop bets. If you get Bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. And in honor of the Big Game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. The winner gets $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All our contests are free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. Up next, you move on to your co-main event for the interim title as Yair Rodriguez takes on Josh Emmett. Rodriguez is the 3-5 favourite to win this fight with Emmett priced up here at 13 to 8. The method of victory market sees Yaya Rodriguez at 11 to 4 via TKO KO, 14 to 1 via submission, and 6 to 4 via a decision. It's 4 to 1 on Emmett via TKO KO, 20 to 1 via a submission for Emmett, and 10 to 3 via a decision. The over under markets here see the over 2.5 juiced at 4 to 11, with the under 2.5 at 2 to 1. The under 3.5 is at 11 to 8, and you're still laying juice on the over 3.5 here at 4 to 7. The under 4.5 here is available here at 6 to 5, with the over 4.5 at 4 to 6 minus 150. Fight to go to distance, yes, 4 to 5. And no is a plus money selection here at 11 to 10. So the bookies do lean that this will be a long fight that goes the distance. They certainly feel that it will get into the championship rounds. I agree. And if it does do that, I don't think it's to the advantage of the favorite. Now, Yara Rodriguez has somehow managed to 
get himself to the number two spot, despite the fact that he's not really a very active fighter. But it is what it is. On paper, this matchup is the creativity and technique of Yair Rodriguez coming up against the power and the grit of Josh Emmett. I mean, it's not to say that Rodriguez doesn't have one-shot finish potential, nor that Emmett is lacking in the technical department. But if you're looking at the strengths of each man and you're trying to dissect their individual paths to victory against each other based on what they've done in recent performances, that's what this is. It's creativity and technique going up against sheer grip and power. So I believe that the edge in competition has to go to Rodriguez. He went five fast-paced rounds against Max Holloway, but that was a while ago in a loss, not to mention having spent time in a cage with Brian Ortega, Chang Sung Jung and Frankie Edler and Edgar. And that's a widely varying degree of opponents with a widely varying degree of success. Even in his more humbling defeats, you can bet that Rodriguez has probably learned a lot from those fights that he can bring to the table here. And he probably does deserve to be fighting for a title after all these years of stops and starts. But ultimately, it's his inactivity that I have an issue with over the past five, six years. And um, it doesn't really make too much sense to me to see him here as the number two. But if he does win this fight, obviously being in a co-main position on a pay-per-view, he will end up um, getting a title shot at some point. Technique and speed is actually at the top of my list when it comes to picking in striking battles. So I believe that's what it will be. And I believe that Rodriguez gets the edge, uh, especially with his knack knack of avoiding big punches. When he really gets tested is in the grappling as Emmett has the option of going to his wrestling, which could dramatically change the, the tone of the fight. I think that Rodriguez wins, though, as long as he can see the final bell. I think his cardio is an issue, and I do expect him to start gassing as the fight does get into the championship rounds. These are rounds that Emmett can win. These are rounds where he can be dangerous because Rodriguez's ability to elude shots is going to disintegrate as the fights go, as the fight goes on because I don't have complete believability in his gas tank. So this is where Emmett's going to be dangerous, but I do believe he'll do enough to avoid that 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 big knockout shot. I do still believe he will lose those late rounds, but I think he'll do enough in the early stages, winning the striking battle in terms of outputting his opponent and landing the more catchy shots and just doing a little bit more initially to get himself ahead and uh, will be able to grind it out on the scorecard. So I do like Yair Rodriguez to get the win. I do like this fight to go the distance. It's priced up the way it is as um, for a reason. And ultimately, I do think the bookies have it correct. I do think this one gets to the scorecards with Rodriguez doing enough at the start of the fight to get his hand raised in the end. The final fight we're going to look at here is between Jack Della Madalena going up against Randy Brown where Madalena is the 1 to 3 favorite with Randy Brown priced up at 5 to 2. Uh, Della Madalena via TKOKO is at 4 to 5. Submission 14 to 1. Decision 3 to 1 with Randy Brown at 12 to 1 via TKOKO. 12 to 1 also via submission and 4 to 1 here via a decision. This is a three round fight, which is at 6 to 4 to reach the distance and at 8 to 15 to finish inside the distance. So the bookie is expecting a stoppage here and they are expecting Jack Della Madalena to pick up the win. 
with three outstanding UFC performances under his belt so far. It is time for Madalena to step up. And um, he can't really go much higher in terms of a step up than Randy Brown at this stage of his career. Brown actually does present a number of significant and different challenges for Madalena. He's a towering well away. He's comfortable fighting orthodox or southpaw. And he comes in with offensive grappling in his back pocket if it comes down to it. If Madalena is to make it four straight knockouts, he's going to have to work harder for it than he has done before. But ultimately, he's on the main card for a reason. I think this is a showcase for Jack Della Madalena. And I do believe he will get the TKO KO over Randy Brown. If you shop around, you can get a better line. This is available at around about even money. So there is some plus plus money around. It's more widely available at between 45, 56, minus 110. So that's what you're looking at. But these are all decent enough prices because I just see this being a showcase for Jack Della Madalena as he gets the TKO KO knockout here and uh, moves on to bigger and better things. Closing out with your lock on the show, I made a case for why Volkanovski was too big at the price. I think the three to one is disrespectful. I think there's value at six to one for him to win by a decision. And I do think the fight will get past the halfway mark. I can see this one getting into the championship rounds. Makachev has hit the under twice in his past three fights, but Volkanovski is a more durable fighter than both Bobby Green and Dan Hooker. And Volkanovski hasn't finished a fight in the first seven minutes since back in his regional days. So I do believe that it's going to be difficult for Makachev to get hold of Volkanovski. When he does, I think he'll be able to dominate the, the smaller man for large periods and could possibly come away with the submission victory. But I don't think that's going to be easier. I think that's going to be easier said than done. I do believe Makachev will find a way to win it whether it be via the scorecards, whether it be he actually finally gets hold of Volkanovski and just grinds him down and smothers him and, and gets the submission, or whether he just continually smothers him throughout this entire fight and gets a decision. I don't think this is going to be the most entertaining fight in the world. Does that make it less interesting and less intriguing? No, but I do believe it's going to be a case of Volkanovski trying to stay on the feet, trying to be as durable as possible, trying to grind out rounds via the scorecards on the feet, whilst Makachev will be looking to get hold of Volkanovski, looking to smother him and looking for that submission. And I think this is going to take a while. I feel that over two and a half rounds is the way to go. So that's going to be your lock on the show. The over two and a half rounds is available at the best price of three to four. And that's what we're going to take for our main selection for this card. That's it for me and this edition of The Fight Show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.